again to an episode of The Wrestling Wives. Yes. Uh, we're really excited today because we have our, well, not our first guest, but our first wrestling wife guest. Yes. So, Kelly Poato's here today with us. Hi. Thanks for having me on. I was really excited to talk to you ladies because I just think it's cool what you're doing and um, bringing awareness to wrestling in general is just awesome. So, anything to bring awareness to our sport is awesome to me. So thank you. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? There may be some people out there that don't know who you are or anything like that. So just really basic introduction. So in the wrestling world, I am Poeta's wife and we have four kids, uh, two boys who are wrestlers. Uh, my son Rylan is going to be 13 and he wrestles IKWF and IESA. So we do both. And um, he's a novice this year, an older novice. And then my son, Nico, is he just turned seven. And he, his birthday is the cutoff for him being a Bantam this year. So he's like the, the youngest of the Bantam group this year. So it's a tougher season for him. But um we live in champaign mike is the head coach at the university of illinois and um yeah we're just all in on wrestling between being a wrestling wife and mom uh yeah i just resonate with what you guys have to talk about and the things you guys say in your podcast i enjoy listening to you guys and um yeah that's a little, a little bit about me okay cool so we asked ourselves this question on our first podcast, yeah. and so we kind of thrown it back to you. What was your first encounter with wrestling in general? Oh, the high school that I went to, there were, I think on the team, four state qualifiers, so we had a pretty good team. I grew up in Gurney, so Warren High School was my high school, and somehow me being friends with a couple of the guys on the team uh turned into me being the manager for my junior year and I don't really remember mu like much of it I just remember like going on the bus going to some of the schools and I just didn't really continue that after and then it really was not until I met Mike that wrestling came back up again so um the time that I met him was the I would the, the basically it was the November beginning of November of his first IKWF season as the wrestling factory when he was in the building that he bought um that he ended up staying in so it was in 2014 and he was all in on youth wrestling um coaching high school and youth and he lived in Lake Bluff, which was maybe like 10 minutes from where the club was at. And I worked uh, as a manager at a restaurant that was in between the club and his house. And one night it was like minutes until close, like barely nine o'clock. And he shows up and I'm like, ready. I'm ready to just go home at this point. Like, I don't want to take any more patrons at the restaurant and um, I had sent home 
all the servers and the bartender. And so I just had a cook with me who was like finishing things up. It was a Monday night and he walks in and I wanted to turn him away, but I was like, you're kind of cute. So (laughs) I'll keep talking, you know, I'll like serve you. So I said, let me ask the uh, chef if he will make food. Otherwise I'll just like pour you a drink. So the cook was like, yeah, no problem. I'll like make him something. And then he sat at the bar and two hours later, uh, we ended our conversation and he said a lot of stuff about wrestling and the gym and we just kind of chatted about life. And then the next day, well, he left his number, his name and the Poeta Training Center website address on a piece of paper for me. He like won't admit that, but I still have it. So I like prove it. Like I, you literally did this. And um, so when I went on the website, I was like, okay, I guess he was like kind kind of a good wrestler. <laughs> yeah, there was like credentials and some YouTube videos and like highlight videos and stuff that he's probably so embarrassed that he even had those on there now. But um, I guess when you're like trying to, promote yourself as a business owner and coach you know you're like hey this is you know my my credentials um yeah so we just honestly it started as like you want to help around with stuff at the club so we actually started like a boot camp because during the day there was no kids in there wrestling and um it just kind of evolved from there and then I became like fully the behind the scenes person, like doing a lot of things for him that he was doing. And then it was like, okay, he can just focus on more of the coaching and that kind of stuff. So, and then it wasn't until we moved to Champaign that I did, I would say besides coaching, I did everything. Um, And then his mom and dad did stuff for like in-person, like being able to be at the club and, you know, if the toilet paper and soap needed to be refilled or if there was like a you know a roof guy needed to come or somebody they were there and behind the scenes I did any kind of communication all the tournament coordination um website social media basically anything that you need to do to run a club so we obviously hired a coach to coach practices. And then we had assistants that Mike had that kind of stayed and, you know, helped run the club. And then that turned into five. Yeah, we did that for five years. And then after um, we went through COVID, which obviously like the pandemic changed a lot of things with wrestling. Um, But we did, I mean, we were doing like Zoom stuff like this. And then we did small groups. So like the same kids kept, you know, wrestling together. Like they were like practice partners, but it was like more strict about like who they were coming in with. Then um, Mike got the head coaching position. And then that kind of changed our whole uh not view on like youth wrestling but it was just like time to like kind of give that up and so he could focus fully not that he 
really had like a lot to do with the club, but it was just time for him to not have the club and be associated with that anymore. So, um, then our head coach, we didn't want to like just leave him hanging. So we offered him to take over, um, and do his own club. And then he would like rent the building from us, but then it turned into, he, um, found a new space that was a little bit more for like him starting out what we had at our facility was just it was too much as far as like financially and he just didn't need three and a half mats a full weight rooms you know just like kind of like all that stuff so he ended up and which was fine with us we wanted it to be right for him and for us too so it was like you know we just need to make it the best case scenario, which was him, he actually just moved down the street and rented a smaller space. And then we sold the building. So we didn't even sell like Team Poeta. We just decided to sell the building. And um, so that went through March of last year. So yeah, it's been like a year and a half now that we haven't had the club. And I thought it was going to be like, you know, oh, this like huge, like weight off my shoulders. And I just like miss it so much. So the good thing is, is that I do basically the same stuff that I did um, for our club for Champagne Wrestling Club now. So I'm able to like still be super involved and our head coach down here is great. And <laughs> now I'm at the point where he calls and I answer no, like I'm not doing whatever you're about to ask me to do because it's like so much stuff. But um. So yeah, we, I mean, and we're, I do things now that I didn't do before. We had never hosted a tournament. We hosted charity events to raise money for um, underserved wrestlers and in the Lake County community, which were crazy and big. And we had like over 400 people at most of them. Um, so we did four of those. So it was like one a year. And then so now I'm like doing like actual tournament directing and kind of, I do all the gear. So like all the apparel, like I said, I was talking to you guys earlier about doing outside sales for chain wrestling and yeah. <laughs> so that's just kind of like something fun to do. And we know enough people in the wrestling community that, um, yeah, it's just an opportunity for me to connect with other coaches and make sure that they're all set with their apparel for the year um but yeah I don't even know where I'm going with that you're fine so what was it like the first year as like a coach's wife for the college versus a coach's wife for the club like how was that was it challenging was there new challenges yeah so the one thing that was really interesting to me was when you're a youth coach you're gone like all night because it's like the kids get out of school they have practice and then he Mike wouldn't get home until like nine or ten o'clock at night so he missed from like you know basically noon until 10 p.m every day and the college guys they they're done with practice by five thirty, six o'clock. So he was like home during the week if they weren't traveling at six o'clock every night. And I was like, this is weird. Like 
you're here for bedtime. Like it was totally different. Um, the parents I think are different. Um, yeah. Dealing with- yeah. <laughs> you have amazing ones and then you sometimes have those like bad eggs that like just kind of drive you crazy. Um, so that I think is different because, you know, in college there is parent involvement, but not like, not to the extent at all. Um, they just really, I'm in, I think I actually probably communicate with the parents more as his wife, because we have like a group me and all the parents are in there and we're like, Hey, this is mom's weekend. This is what we're doing. Um, come over for our barbie, you know, a barbecue at our house. Um, we're always updating on matches that are going on. Like the, the whole weekend at Midlands, one of the moms was in there and she was like letting us know what mat the guys were up on. So if you were at home and watching on Big Ten Plus, you could just be like, oh, okay, cool. I've got the mat. I'm going to like watch it. Or even if you were like Midlands, there were times where like, I don't want to read the little tiny like, screen that's way up there like squinting my eyes so I just look at my the group me chat and be like oh, okay Edmund's up on Matt five or whatever it was um so I'd say like yeah the parents um his going from like when we owned the club until now I would say the biggest change has been it's hard it's hard for me to tell because I feel like as the head coach, you're the CEO. And when you're an assistant of college wrestling, you're just like, you just wrestle with the guys, you know, you're just doing more of like that stuff. And now as his role is a lot, you know, just a lot more traveling because you're recruiting all year, pretty much year year round. Um, You're traveling with the team, you know, they leave, let's say to Midlands, the day before you know you go the day before because you want the guys to kind of shake off like the travel even if you're on a bus and it's only a few hours I still feel like it's good for them to go up the day before which they do um obviously flying it depends on like when their flights are um and then you're so you your one day of a duel becomes three days because you travel the day before and then if it gets done you know you're coming home the day after and then I would say with the little kid stuff like he would be gone all day on Sunday but it wasn't like during the week travel it was just a different totally different schedule so I think that those three things probably like the travel the parents and then him being able to be home for like dinner during the week would be the three that I think are the biggest differences. Do you then do the IKWF stuff, uh, IKWF stuff during the week, like with your kids, and then you guys like switch gears to like college stuff, like because you have you know NCAA stuff going, but the IKWF stuff is also like continuous. So like, is it just even like all wrestling like all the time? Like I feel like I have wrestling all the time, but yeah. hearing you, I'm like okay. There's like travel, there's like all this stuff. Yeah. So are you like the IKWF designated person at your home for your kids? Yeah. Like Mike is strictly like the NCAA stuff. And then if he's 
around and can make it to the boys tournaments. That's like amazing. We just like, I just have gone on to, to like, understand, like if he's there, it's amazing. If he's not like, we're just used to that. Just act like he's not going to be there. And then if he can be there, great. Sometimes it's him like taking a flight, staying in a hotel. Like he did this, um, uh, for Nequa Valley. He was out at, he was in Ohio doing at, at like a high school tournament, flew okay. back, stayed the night. Cause he didn't get home till midnight, stayed the night in a hotel and then drove over to the tournament in the morning and then drove back. Like, obviously we were in separate cars, but he was still able to see the boys wrestle and they like absolutely love it when he's there. Like sometimes I feel like there's kids and parents that like, they just prefer their like mom or dad to like not be as involved. But like my boys truly, truly like love when he is there and like in their, and he doesn't even really coach. He lets their like club kid club coach coach them. Um, but Oh, just the thought I had. So this is the first year that we've ever had to deal with this but the big ends and the ikwf state for novice and senior this year or i think they're adding is intermediate also at rockford at the same time i think so i don't i actually was just looking up that i on the ikwf website they still have them as two separate dates okay i wasn't sure if they were going to do bantam separate or bantam and intermediate together but either way, they're on the same weekend this year, and we're devastated as a family because Rylan, like, just loves when his dad's there, and he's not going to be able to be there this year. Well, he has to make it there first, but um, he's been there the past two. He's been there the past two years, and Mike has been able to be there and be in his corner, and it's just like a special weekend for them. So we're bummed about that, but. Um, but yeah, excited for all the new changes with like the IKWF and then like adding things and changing things. So I don't know if that had anything to do with, usually it's the weekend between um, sectionals and the NCAA. So I'm not sure what happened, but somehow it's on the same weekend this year. So what do you do to like keep it all together? Yes. Like for your sanity, what do you do? Give us some tips. <laughs> well, I have like a Google sheet that I make our schedule as far as the IKWF uh, tournaments and also the IESA duels and tournaments. So like they're all color coded. And this year we had 41 wrestling tournaments or duels to go to oh um, between oh September and March. And then I have like, so the boys, they sometimes go separate, like go to two different, like this weekend, Nico will be in Mattoon. He'll be in like with his kids club. And then we're for the first time, CWC is doing the IKWF state duels. So we've, I've never done, done them before, but we have like enough kids that, all the weights and we're able to like kind of fill a roster so we're going to go down to edwardsville and so rylan is on that team Ooh. and he's wrestling um in bloomington for ie on saturday and so he's gonna weigh in there and then he's got to be his weight for the ik stuff which is 103 even though ie is 105 so He's like already thinking like, oh, shoot, I have that extra two pounds that I got to get off this week. So 
and the holidays have not like helped that at all so it's it's so hard for them to be like super disciplined around the holidays I like feel so bad for them but yeah I don't I don't know because I just think I'm like constantly drowning in wrestling um it's a lot of back and forth with the practices we do club practices and then we're also doing like, like supplemental training with um relentless uh training center okay. so they're yeah. up i i don't know where you exactly where rochelle is at but like maybe a little bit more north from you guys um and jordan blanton was a illinois wrestler and he had yeah. jesse delgado come back um to champagne and he's the, he's school. like the relentless coach here and he does it at hot paul which is so cool for the kids so they've got a group of like 20 and 25 guys that are are training and um so they do that on tuesdays and thursdays and then our boys like club practices are monday wednesday friday so it works it's out perfect so for the most part, yeah, we're like at practice the five days a week and then um, doing all the stuff on the weekends. But the IE stuff is what's so different because that's like during the week, like the boys get picked up at school and they go as a team. And then I try to like, they go a little bit earlier because they like weigh in and they're hanging out and they're all like as a team. And then I'll go drive. It's usually within like an hour. They'll be at like another school. And um, okay that has been the most different for me because when we had the club we just did IK like you know the the middle schools did their stuff but those kids would come and train in our club so I didn't really ever understand it until Rylan got involved in it and he loves the dual team atmosphere so much it's so so fun for them so yeah and I think it gives them more you know they get more mat time and um we're lucky that our club coach also coaches the IE team so that does help it's the same practices so he's not going to like two different practices but um but yeah to answer your question I I really don't know I think I just am like fully like I feel like I'm crazy like I run around and I'm like what is even going on and then I blink and the season's over and it's every single year it's the same thing that happens I'm like oh my gosh wrestling's such a long season it's so cold it's like through winter and then all of a sudden it's spring and I'm like, now I'm like bored. Bored. Like we- yeah. bored. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like I think we can totally relate. Um, we do freestyle and Greco. Do you guys do any off like um, freestyle Greco? So Rylan didn't take wrestling. He's my oldest um, as seriously until the John Davis tournament last year. So right. okay. the 2023 John Davis tournament, he like walked out of that tournament, like uh, so motivated to just do more and really wanted to like, kind of, you know, get better, do privates, um, do more than what he was doing with the club practices. And he, he normally played ball in the spring and down in central Illinois, it's just totally different than like up in the suburbs where you have a lot of different options for off season and freestyle training. Um, So those being kind of limited down here. um, Once he told me after the season was over, um, he lost in the blood round. So that was like tough. And he was like, 
I don't want to play baseball. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to wrestle freestyle. And I'm like, all right, let's figure it out. So we ended up, uh, there's a club kind of close to here that um, he started, he did training with and fell in love. So he's like all in for year round. And I really didn't, because like, unless your kid is in it, I didn't really have a reason to do anything other than like, obviously the, our, our regional training center with the college level stuff, but I didn't, wasn't as involved in freestyle and Greco. So I didn't even know like how it was scored. I was like <laughs> trying to learn the rules. It's so different. Yeah. And I actually think it's harder as a fan until, I mean, obviously once you know both, it's great and you can understand it, but like learning it and understanding like, I don't know, the matches can go so quick and like, I don't know, it was just interesting learning about all that this year. But yes, we uh, kind of are newer to, obviously Mike is not at all new to it, but yeah. I as a mom am yeah. newer to it, That's but funny. love it. I was laughing about your guys's uh stuff on Greco because because uh, I was I was listening and I was cracking up because um Mike is he was never really into Greco like that wasn't really his thing so he liked he looked style and then he liked uh, freestyle and so now with like the link between like Washington High School and Brian Medlin and like he they're all really big into Greco and so um but yeah Rylan like Rylan really loved it so I just thought it was funny how everyone has their own favorite and mine is folk style so I think I still have to get more on the okay like the rules and the the way the points are scored and stuff so it's funny that you say about the points. So this weekend we were at a tournament and my son was wrestling and we like watched, rewatched the video, but we like, so he won the, the match, but we're like, if this was freestyle and Greco, you would have lost cause he got thrown. So we're like, it's so funny that the same move in a, the other style, like he could have lost because yeah. he got thrown. So yeah. it was a four and then he got a, like a reversal. That's two. If the match ended there, like he would have lost, even though he like, if so it's just, funny to think about all the time it is. it's interesting and now that in college wrestling a takedown is worth three points <sighs> completely thrown me off like the amount of people that yelled two like during the duels <laughs> and at tournaments, and then you're like two oh wait three like yeah. everyone does the same exact thing because you're so used to yelling two and um it makes the matches so much more exciting mm -hmm. um for example, let's say you're, you know, you're, the score is two, four mm -hmm. and the guy gets a takedown. He wins the match. Now, if you yeah. went from two to five, you know, then you're five, four, whereas before you just tied it up. So like, yeah. it makes the difference in some of these matches with, you know, where, where they're at points wise, there's a lot more bonus points with majors and tech falls. Cause yeah. it's so much easier to, you know, before it'd be like, him down let him up okay you're only up by one and then you're and you do the same thing again you're only up by two you know now yeah. it's like okay no you can really start scoring points and um yeah I think it's been it's been good I wasn't really sure how how I felt about it but um but I do like the new three points for a takedown three I hope I like it goes down to like high school and youth 
I think it just makes the matches more fun. Yeah. More points scored. And as far as like viewer, like viewers, like watching it, let's say they're like watching it on the big 10 network. I think that's, it's good for wrestling. Yeah. Like it, it makes it more, anything to make matches more exciting is like, yes. I'm all in on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's not so fun, not so exciting. If you don't know wrestling or you, you're not invested in the specific wrestler that you're watching to like make them want to watch it kind of has to be exciting and sometimes wrestlers just their match is kind of boring there's no not a lot of points scored so I hope in the long run it helps wrestling I think it will trickle down like it has to like just in general because if you want to wrestle in college like you need to have that type of like experience or whatever with the three points I think eventually it will but we'll see I like hearing your take on it yeah, because you're right. You're you're in the college wrestling world. Yeah. You know, we're not. We so just watch it from the t- yeah, the we top. just watch from the TV. So I like to hear your take on the three point takedown. Thank you for that. Normally, like when we do stuff as for the team, as far as like barbecues and dinners, it's not during the season because most of them can't eat like oh. they would want to. But we don't wrestle for. 12 days so we're like okay this is a good time because we were trying to do something for the holidays and like right before midlands is not a good time because they can't really enjoy it um and then so we're like okay we'll do something on new year's day and um yeah they don't wrestle until the 12th so they can at least somewhat enjoy the dinner but it's good we love having the team over and um I think they like enjoy coming over. It's probably more fun in the in the summer when they can like play bags and like hang out outside. But yeah, there's so yeah, like 40 of the guys will be crammed in my house for That's dinner fun. tonight. That's so fun. <laughs> I actually was thinking about you guys because I know I said I was going to send you gear, but I have not seen Lucas Bird. <laughs> And I'm a go- I, I saw him yesterday, but I didn't have anything for him to sign for your boys. So I said, okay, Bird, the next time I see you, he actually took my oldest to one of his uh, practices that he was running, and um, he came in the house when he com- came to drop him off. So I will make sure that I get you guys that oh, stuff because so so I feel like it's been something on my list of things to do. So I didn't forget oh. about it. But that's why I didn't send anything because I hadn't seen Lucas. They have. They honestly all are have this – basically they have to stay on campus like throughout the holidays for the most part they get mike gives them like three three four days over christmas but otherwise they are on campus and and practicing which campus is like dead during this time like they even like turn this well you yeah, you know they turn the stop lights off and it's just like a stop sign yeah. wow. blinks, like, yeah. that's crazy there's nobody it's literally i think uh, the only people i see are the athletes wow on campus because i was there one time for break some international students that can't go home oh they're also there for the break but yeah yes yes that yeah. makes sense yeah we we love living like in a campus town, it's definitely took a little bit of like getting used to just because you feel like you have campus and then you have downtown and then you have more like suburbia. Yeah. So when Mike was 
as a wrestler down here, he wasn't looking at it like I'm going to raise my family here in the future. So he didn't ever leave campus or know anything about Champaign, like outside of, you know, being in college. And so when we moved down here, we were like, yeah, where do we live? And um, it's school of choice. So you can live anywhere in Champaign and go to any of the schools, which is actually, in my opinion, not the best thing, but um, that's like a whole nother talk. Yeah, we'll have you on again. (laughs) A non-wrestling one. Um, And then Mike wanted to be within like 10, 15 minutes of Huff Hall. And we ended up pretty close to Savoy, which is like the next town over. And we love our neighborhood. We're like eight minutes from Huff and um, it's fun because the kids, they get to go to like the basketball games and the football games. And we're obviously like right here for any of the, I know Yesenia's like, I, I, I see your post about the basketball and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. We love when all the teams are doing so good because it helps all the other oh, sports, yeah. you know. So when it, last year for the football, like, the town was electric. It's just so fun, like living where, you know, the teams are doing good and um, it's just super exciting. I think last year during one of the recruiting trips, they had like a super exciting, like we were, our fo- the football team was good and we, there was like an exciting game that they all went to. And I swear every single one of them like came, like ended up committing to us because yeah. of like the game and the atmosphere around town and stuff. Yeah. So. That's awesome. It helps, it helps all the little sports, yeah. us little guys. Yeah. yeah. So to kind of wrap up the interview and kind of like since wrestling season is kind of like, I mean, we got through that big grind, right? We got through November, we got through December. Yeah. Now we're on to January. What are you most looking forward to towards the end of the season? As a wrestling mom, I just love like the end of the season with regional sectionals and state. I think um, I think we were saying that in the beginning, like, it's cool that they're bringing on, like, the Bantams and the Intermediates to be able to have that opportunity. I know they had Midget State and Bantam State before, but I just think the IKWF, like, taking over. And, like, what an awesome program and organization that we have. Like, I just, I think the IKWF is, like, the greatest youth sports organization. And um, I think we're just all really lucky that we get to experience the tournaments that they put on and and the state series like for the boys I mean it's just so amazing I hope that uh the IKWF once they're done in Rockford I don't know if they have any kind of like um contracts with being in Rockford but if we could get them in Champaign I would like absolutely love that so that that is my goals to get the state the state uh, tournament down here in Champaign and uh, it's obviously here for the high school. So I think that it's just like another way to help kids like see like, okay, like this is where I want to go to school because it's super important for Mike to keep the really good Illinois kids come to Illinois. He was obviously an Illinois wrestler through the IKWF, the IHSA and then at Illinois. And so, um, Obviously, recruiting is extremely tough, but with the new facility and there's just a lot of like really cool things going on in in our program. So I'm excited for 
yeah, the next immediate few years with the, the facility being, being built. Yeah. And then um, I'm excited for, as a mom, the state series. And then obviously the NCAA yeah. is, you know, if we could have, I hope like, seven, eight qualifiers this year. That was super exciting. I love that it's in Kansas City. I've never been, so I'm really looking forward to it. My favorite NCAA tournament was when it was in Madison Square Garden and in New York. It was so fun. And my birthday is March 19th, so Mike always used it as an excuse. He'd be like, okay, we're going on this trip, but it's for your birthday. And I'm like, no, this is for you. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) <laughs> so then um two year or sorry three years ago I was pregnant and I was due like right around um the the NCAAs and so it was the Friday night of the NCAA tournament and they were in St. Louis that year so it was 22 um I started having contractions and I'm like, Oh no, like fourth baby, you cannot come right now. So Lucas bird and Dylan Duncan were going to have place matches on Saturday morning, like that morning session. So I just told that baby, you stay (laughs) like you are not allowed to come out. And, um, through the, throughout the night, they were so they were like 15 minutes apart and like throughout the night I'm like oh man they're for sure gonna like start oh coming God. and coming and Mike had driven his car behind the bus because we knew that like there was like that like yeah. a chance wow. so he wanted to be and it, it being in St. Louis he was like I'll just drive yeah. home um the Big Tens that year were at Penn State so State College like you're basically like I think a couple hours from any kind of like airport and so he flew and then it was kind of like, okay, we're going to hire a doula in case I can't get back. So we did that. And at that point, the hospitals still had like the rule, like only one person because of like all the COVID stuff. So, um, so they didn't get closer and closer together. Like my, my contraction stayed like 15 minutes apart in the morning. I called him at like 9am and I was like, um, I think after the place matches, you better come home because oh I think I'm going to have this baby. And he was like, Oh no, you're, he like, didn't believe me at first. He was like, you're like messing with me. And I'm, I said, I swear on everything. I'm not messing with you, but stay for their place matches. Even if it meant I'm having this baby and like, you have to be there. Like that was, I mean, that was fine yeah. with me. But I said, if once they're done, try to get up here so yeah he lucas and dylan had their matches and then he left the stadium and came home and we had we had her on 322 and it was funny because uh or sorry when i I said 22 i meant 21 like the year 21 but we had her on 322 and he said i'll always remember that because college matches matches are three minutes two minutes two minutes for the periods so he can't forget hers and now he has another birthday to celebrate like during the ncaa like oh yeah it's always like that week so um but yeah super excited about the ncas this year like i said kansas city is going to be a cool spot it's like five hours from us 
probably oh, like yeah. seven or eight from you guys. I'm not sure. But um, I love when it's in fun towns. I think we need to have it in like Florida or Hawaii. <laughs> or like yeah, we could go to Hawaii. That would be like awesome in yes. March. Why are we, why do we want to be in, you know, these like cold Detroit? I mean, yeah. who wants to go to Detroit? No. <laughs> Who wants to go to Cleveland, like, in March? Yeah. Nobody. I don't yeah. even want to go there in the summer. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I know they're trying – they try to, like, ma- do it in the Midwest for everybody. But yeah. I just think it would be cool. Like, if you're going to get on a plane or you're going to travel anyway, like, at least travel to, like, Texas or some California, somewhere that's yeah. good weather. Yeah. I agree. Make it, like, a – have you guys ever been? I have I, – I wanted to buy my husband tickets the year of covid when it shut down like right before the tournament oh do you remember like it was like a big thing no my husband has gone to many many of them um i think he has been going every year since he was like little like his dad would drive him they would just go every year um he didn't go this last year it didn't work out um but I think he wants to go this year very oh, badly. This, yeah. Wait, Kansas City? Can we see Taylor Swift? Yeah. Like, is she going to be there? Like, <laughs> no. There is a, yeah, the, I just think the whole city down there is going to be a lot of fun. So I'm oh, excited yeah. for that. Well, if you guys ever want to go, let me know. And um, we'll, we'll have you guys in the Illinois section with us. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh don't yes. tempt me. Yeah, don't tempt I'll us. Do all the things for Illinois. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, so <laughs> just for the viewers out there, we hope to have Callie on again, whether it's virtual or in person. Maybe. Like, maybe for IHS. No, I, which state? IHSA state. IHSA state. So that's Let's in February. So, so if we can get like our timing right and all that, then we hopefully will have Callie on again. And then, I don't know, I feel like maybe you could be the frequent guest. Yeah. Like, if, it's not that hard to do the, the virtual thing. No, I was just gonna say yeah like i'm would love to keep chatting about stuff so anytime you guys want to chat again i'm i'm all in awesome yeah i feel like there's not to keep you a little bit but i feel like there's so many routes we can take when talking um to other wrestling moms and like wrestling wives but like you mentioned so many things and you're you're i'm like oh i want to explore that and yeah you're like let's talk more about that but it's like such short time so I'd love to like do it in person because then I feel like we could connect more on like so many other things and I feel like I could like ask you guys questions too because I have so many yeah yeah so um we'll just do the really quick wrap up of the podcast stuff so if you have any like questions for Callie I think we had a few but we didn't get to them because we like to talk you know um but um you know send those in uh subscribe yeah follow share the reels we post all that fun stuff there's merch I had a few people come come up to me at the tournament to say hey I want to get some merch I'm like go get the merch yeah I know you ordered merch I just wore my merch the first time uh yesterday but so thank you to all the people who are doing that and anything else and we love you guys as always. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Callie. We yeah. appreciate you so much. Yeah, say hi to the team for us. Yes, yeah, say like, hi to the team. <laughs> I will. I'll let them know that I was just on the podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Bye. That was so good.